Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Live from Milwaukee, here's Bart Winkler. CBS Sports Radio, good evening, everybody. I am Bart Winkler. It is great to be with you on this Friday as we head into the weekend. David Shepard is here. Marco Belletti on the updates. And uh, we we kind of touched on it the last few nights in terms of, actually, we've, we've uh, touched on it a lot with the NFL, but we're going to continue to touch on the NFL again here today with the NFL Combine. And I was sitting around the house a little bit, okay, doing some work. Had the laptop up, which I eventually broke later in the day. If you were following me at all on the internet, I was crowdsourcing ways to help try to fix this thing. And the consensus is I need a new laptop. The screen is all like lines and fuzzy. And I punched it. I mean, I I got mad. I didn't, the internet wasn't working. I punched it. Now, if anyone's listening of consequence, that was my personal laptop. I also have a work laptop. Uh, I would never do any such thing to the work laptop. And even if I ever had that thought in my head, I have learned my lesson. Also, the work laptop is not a Mac. And I guess those screens, uh, I mean, the wind could blow a little hard and those screens go insane. So that's uh, another thing to deal with at another time. But I turn on the combine. I turn on the combine, which, you know, you, you get into it, you don't get into it. I think like, oh, if you're home sick for the day or you're off. You turn it on and it's fun, or it's something football-y. It's Rich Eisen, Daniel Jeremiah. They're talking. They had different guests. You know, it's okay. It's like a football talk show, and 
here's some guys doing some cone drills is what it is. I've always had a special affinity towards the NFL Combine because when I was in college, that's when the NFL Network debuted, and we got the NFL Network for like two weeks, and it was Combine Week, and then they took it away from us. The cable provider's like, whoa, 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 you guys want this? We're going to put it on a separate sports tier. It's for the consumer. It's not. So there was a week of college, I remember, really getting into the NFL Combine and doing certain games along with whatever. It was just a fun week. So I've always, you know, had an affinity towards the NFL Combine just for that reason alone. Now it's, I mean, I, I kind of think the whole thing is a little overhyped. I think it's good that it exists. It's a good place to talk to people in person. I mean, Caleb Williams, who we'll talk about, he did nine different interviews with different teams today. Teams that, okay, could have the number one pick that already do like the Bears, could maybe trade into that pick. I think the Jets and the Vikings were two teams that were rumored to interview with him. I don't know how they ever end up with him, but, you know, it's good for the player, too, to kind of go around and meet some people and, you know, big networking event for the players and the coaches, and maybe they can talk some trades and talk some shop, and you get a lot of media there. And overall, it's a general – it's generally a positive – event like it's it's going to be one of the few things that the nfl puts on tv that doesn't break ratings records and you're going to watch some things on it and say "Ah, is this even necessary there'll be guys that rise because they had a good 40 time it's also i i think it's i think it is good i think it is good i'm trying to settle on if it's good or not it is good guys like caleb williams don't need to run drills Guys like Marvin Harrison Jr. don't even need to show up. But there's a lot of guys from some of these smaller schools that maybe aren't on the radar of these scouts. There's a lot of college football to watch. All right, and I I like to think, and Caleb said something like this today. He said, there's three years of tape on me. Like, if you want want to know what I am, there's three years of tape on me. You You can find out what you need to know about me. If you watch the tape, if you want to know about how I feel and, you know, mentally and and about the game, we can have those conversations. He was very keen to do that. That's why primarily he came to this. But if you want to know about me as a player, there's three years of tape on me and you can go and check it out that way. But sometimes guys fall under the cracks and a guy runs a little faster than you expected or a guy jumps a little higher and you go, wait a minute, where is this kid from? And then maybe you look at that and then you go watch some more tape. So Overall, I think it is a good thing for the league, and I'm looking at it in terms of guys that it helps. As much as it helps those guys, it also really bothers me when you do have three years of tape on a guy, and then somebody runs a little bit slower than you thought, and then they go from round one to round four. And stuff like that has happened, and that kind of drives me nuts. I don't really understand the whole... There's three years of tape, four years of tape on some of these people. I mean... You should, the, the, this should be to like help do tiebreakers. Well, I really like that guy. I really like that guy. If there's only a tiebreaker, if only I had one thing to separate these cornerbacks, what was their uh, 40 time? Oh, okay. I'll take the faster guy. All right. It should be like that. It shouldn't be like, well, this guy bench pressed 19 times. Uh, I know that has nothing to do with a football game, but oh man, we, we got to consider uh, this guy now. I mean, that's a little bit of a stretch so ultimately a good thing this nfl combine even though it's not maybe the most attractive viewing 
entertainment that the NFL provides, and not everything has to be. These guys running around in shorts doing actual drills. No, we don't like to watch. A bunch of people in a meeting room standing around uh, with <laughs> notebook cards and reading names. Oh, you'll get you'll get 400,000 people to pack a city to see them do that. So we do like that, though. We don't like the actual workouts, but we do like the trades and the drafting, and that'll come up. Now we're inside of two months here as we're into March with the draft coming up at the end of April. The big thing to kind of wonder and speculate on is these quarterbacks. Is these quarterbacks. These quarterbacks, very interesting. Uh, I might make a bold proclamation in a little bit here about these quarterbacks. Somewhere I think Shep was leading me to a little bit last night. We'll talk about that. But this quarterback class could be a very good one. Atop of that is Caleb Williams. And not like this quarterback class can have a lot of good quarterbacks without Caleb Williams. But really, whether this class is going to sink or swim or be considered one of the all-time ones kind of hinges on Caleb. So Caleb gets up to the podium today. And I didn't really know how to attack this because... There's a media component to this that I'm not sure, like quite quite frankly, if you're listening, I might say some stuff that you don't care about. I might. But I care about it so, so much. So maybe we can try to meet in the middle. So Caleb Williams gets up to the podium, and this is how it played out, but it was the very first question it was asked, and he was asked about whether or not he is afraid to compete, and this is how that went down. Good morning, everybody. Are you afraid to compete? How do you respond to people saying that you're worried to be compared side by side with your peers in medicals, measurements, and workouts? Are you afraid to be measured against those guys one on one? Is that why you're not doing things? No, um, not doing things. Uh, it was a decision by me and my team, my family, um, and it comes down to that. So this guy who asked the question, we're going to focus on that part for just a brief moment. His name is Dustin Ludke, and he is getting flamed by anybody who is anybody in the media world. Because not only did he ask that question, okay, he said, are you are you afraid to compete? And he got to the point right away. But then he tweets the video, came in hot with the first question for Caleb William. Can't even get his name right. Uh, a lot of people are telling him, hey, dude, we don't like the way that that question was asked. And then Dustin says... I got to stand out in a massive media scrum. Just in he hearing that and then with the uh, explanation, Shep, you're a connoisseur of the media. Do you, is there anything wrong there to you? It felt a little – it felt it felt less like, hey, this guy's at a podium for a combine and more like uh, a senator is being screamed questions at as the press conference is over and he's trying to walk away. Well, when he loses me, and you said it, Bart, this is the number one overall pick of the draft. I think most people agree upon that, you and I included. You got to get the guy's name right. You, you, <laughs> yeah. you, you got you to gotta yeah. get the guy's name right. This is and something. He's got a blue check mark. He could have edited it at any time. <laughs> this is, that's a fair point, Caleb too. Caleb William. Yeah, they give a blue check mark to anybody these days. But that's, that's what I heard. Exactly. Now, see, to me, he loses credibility from the sentence number one. And I know his sole purpose is to create noise for himself and his own Which career. Which he's doing, and, and, I, and I gave in. Yeah, ex exactly. And, and, you know, you see, you did. See, I got I to gotta be honest with you. I'm not even going to talk about this clown. 
um, on Sunday. You're, you're giving him a lot more attention than he deserves. I already regret it. Yep. <laughs> I do. I, I mean, do. like, like here's the thing. I, it's, it's not an out-of-bounds question because, look, the guy didn't play in a bowl game. I mean, he's not, you know, the only one to do that, but he didn't play in a bowl game. Um, there have been whispers of his, you know, lack of work ethic. So that's fair. He's not, not throwing at the combine. It's a fair question. But let others, let others talk about the quality of your questioning. Let others, you know, ascertain and dissect what you had to say and what you had to ask and the role you played. Don't, don't, do, your, don't do it yourself. It's a, t- it's a terrible look. And, again, you got to spell the former Heisman winner's uh, name right. You also got to remember that you spell media and it starts with M-E. So people in the media do love to make themselves a center of attention. It seems like this was the NFL combine for the media members today and not just the players. But uh, the question in and of itself is why aren't you competing? Although I don't see any reason why Caleb Williams had to do anything. I really liked when he said, look, I've got three years on tape. I've got I've got three years on tape, and you're I'm the number one overall pick, presumptively. Oh, you can't be the number zero pick. You can't go higher than one. So I don't know that there's anything Caleb can do on the football field in these drills to help him. I mean, I was watching some drills. There were two things I watched today, which was like, maybe this isn't the greatest process. I know I just said it's nice, but as soon as I turned it on. There was a cornerback from Clemson. I'm telling you, this is the second I turned it on. The guy's name is Nate Wiggins. He ran a 4-2-6-40. I didn't even turn it on mid-40. I turned it on, and Stacey Dales was talking, and she was so very sad. And I'm like, what happened? Uh, Nate Wiggins had to be uh, carted out with doctors. He appears to have. Uh, he said he felt something pop. It's like, no, no, don't go, to, don't go to the combine and have something pop. Apparently, it's a groin injury, and Wiggins seems to think he will be healthy for Clemson's pro day. So, so that's good. The other thing that I uh, that caught my eye was the cornerbacks were then doing this drill. It's a drill that wide receivers do, and they catch from one side, then turn to the other side, then turn to the other side. But they never gave an example of how to do the drill. And so the first few guys doing the drill screwed up the drill, and they never got a second chance to do it. And so there's going to be marks that say, oh, this guy screwed up and dropped two passes. Passes he didn't even know were coming. So when, when there's the risk of injury and there's the risk of mistake and you're the number one overall pick, I don't think that there's anything that you need to do. So I don't mind, again, Caleb for not doing anything. Now, he did show up at least. And again, it doesn't bother me that Marvin Harrison Jr. didn't show up, but Caleb Williams Williams showed up because he wanted to, you know, get the face-to-face with some of these teams, met with the Bears, met with some other teams. Um, with the Bears, he talked about how, hey, either they're going to want to win, whether that's with me or Justin. What I get from them is they want to win. And then he was asked this question, and I don't want to read in too much to this question, I don't want to be like, oh, slow news day. Let me dissect an innocent comment. But I did hear this, and I did think, ah, that is kind of not the way that I would have answered it when he was asked on where he wanted to play. Where do you want to be? Um, whoever whoever picks first. Um, you know, it's been the dream of mine to go first. And so whoever picks first, um, can't wait. 
I don't know that I entirely like that, and I don't know if I'm being nitpicky. I want to play with whoever picks first. It's been a dream of mine to pick to be picked first. That's not a bad thing. Like you could be working out in your backyard. I'm I'm debating this in my head if I think this is bad or not. You could be working out in your backyard. You could be, you know, all those nights, all those early practices where you've got to go. I want to be the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. I don't know if I like the way that he actually answered that question, though. And I feel like I'm being a little hard on it. I feel like, Shep, you've been a – I mean, you've been critical of Caleb for a lot of different reasons. Um, Am I being too nitpicky on that, or do you you find umbrage with that too? Bart, ask me – Ask me if uh, where I want to go, Shep. Uh, where where would you like to where, where would you like to play, Bart? Wherever I end up, whatever team mm-hmm. drafts me, I can't wait for the next opportunity of my career. And I got to tell you something. Obviously, we all know it's going to be the Chicago Bears. If the Bears want me, you welcome me with open arms, and I can't wait to have my next chapter get started in the city of Chicago. Oh wow! So you would even go that far, Bart? I'm not putting that on. Like, if I know I have an opportunity to play in the most competitive football league in the world, I'm going to sound somewhat excited about that. I'm going to sound optimistic. I'm going to sound a, a little bit jubilated, right? You talk to Caleb, it's like asking him where he wants to go for dinner. That's, how, that's the kind of enthusiasm he had in that answer. I think the issue that I have is it's being the number one pick is a great goal and a great achievement. I just feel like it almost seems like he's reached the destination. Like he that like that was the goal. I, I feel I got I feel really nitpicky about this. I, I feel like if I was listening to myself, I would be yelling at myself, like, what are you talking about, you idiot sportsman? He's the number one pick. God, what is your problem? That's so I'm I'm having this existential debate in my head over the seven second answer. But can you play it again? I just I didn't like it. I did not like it. Where do you want to be? Um, whoever whoever picks first. Um, you know, it's been the dream of mine to go first. And so whoever picks first, um, can't wait. Again, this is a very innocent thing. With the, with the understanding, here's the caveat. The caveat is this is an understanding that it was a short answer. This is an understanding that he was not prepped with the question. Any excuse, it was uh, – it was a goal he's worked for his whole life. He says he can't wait. Oh, oh, wherever, I just don't like it though. I can't. I can't help how I feel. I just don't. I just don't like it. That being said, uh, he is still going to be the number one pick. It most likely will be with the Chicago Bears. There are other people in this draft class at this position, and when you look back at some of the draft classes, just from the year two thousand, I look at some of these quarterbacks, and we're talking about the big three. Between Caleb Williams, Drake Mays, no, just May, <laughs> and Jaden Daniel, it's Daniels. I look at those three guys, and I, I do get kind of excited about some of the other guys also. So I'm ready to make a bold proclamation about this quarterback class, if you'll let me. Fart, so there's the clip that you referenced that I found, and it's basically, hey, look at my resume. Why do I need to throw it at an NFL Combine if I'm Caleb Williams? Do you want to hear that? And maybe it uh, teeters you in one direction or the other, you know, in terms of the apathy of Mr. Williams. It's not that I want to hear it, Shep. It's, uh, it's that I want the listening uh, public <laughs> to hear it. Fair enough. 
I didn't feel the need to, to go out and throw. Um, I played around 30-some games, I believe. Um, go ahead and go watch real, real live ball of me and uh, see how I am as a competitor. See, I really like that one. I do. I really like that one. I don't like the other one, but I do like that one. We've got a few clips that we played on Caleb Williams. If that has made you think one way or another, we'd love to hear it. also want to talk about this quarterback class because there's other guys involved and there's other guys that have been talking and there's other guys that have been trying to make the case for themselves here that are not going to go number one but could still have long careers. So we will start. Somebody uh, called late last night. Said, uh, you know, you're all here in slow times when you're talking about women's hoops for the first 40 minutes. Well, hey, that was fun and deserved, but we're back to football and we're talking quarterbacks and we're doing it with you. 855-212-4227, CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. feel the need to, to go out and throw. Um, I played around 30-some games, I believe. Um, go ahead and go watch real real live ball of me and uh, see how I am as a competitor. Connor's in California. Connor, what's up? It's an honor to talk to you, Bart. Love your show. I've grown very fond of you. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. CBS Sports Radio, I'm Bart Winkler, 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. I'm Bart, Shep's here, Marco's coming up with an update. He will update you on many of the NBA games, including uh, Coronate, the Boston Celtics, for they have won the NBA Finals tonight. Congratulations uh, to them, they won the NBA Finals. Now you might be thinking, uh, what are you talking about? Well, uh, you guys, the Boston Celtics won a game on national television, so therefore they are being treated like they are the NBA Finals champions. Again, haven't won since 2008, but uh, you know the Boston Celtics get more benefit of the doubt. Jason Tatum went from a 60 to one MVP favorite to a 25 to one MVP favorite just in the last month uh, after just playing regular Jason Tatum ball, but finally getting the media on his side. So the Boston Celtics, congratulations again on a big win over the. It doesn't matter. The Mavericks, but it doesn't matter. You won on national TV, and then uh, you 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 win all the accolades that come with it. So, congratulations to them. Talking some Caleb Williams, I like what he said there about you've got three years of tape on me because I've been saying that about the combine for a long time. I think the combine is good when it helps people, but I think the combine is bad when it hurts people. Now, sometimes it helps people, and then because of that, they jump people. But th- that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if a guy runs a little bit slower than you thought, don't knock him down a couple of rounds. And so for Caleb Williams, is there a point to throw? Is there a point to go through it to throw? He's there. He's doing interviews. But he almost should have thrown or done something because now all we're talking is about his interviews and dissecting the few quotes that we have to try to figure out what do we think about Caleb Williams as a person, as a leader of men, and as quarterback. So I don't like that he said, uh, you know, I just want to go number one. I get I get the reason behind it. I, I don't like that he said it. I like that he said that you got years of tape on me. There's there's a, a clouded part of this picture is we're trying to figure out, does he not want to be in Chicago? 
there's been enough like smoke where you would assume there's some fire that he doesn't want to be in Chicago. But then he's also he's also been the one to like stop the smoke and and make sure there was no fire. I think things got out of control a little bit. I think if I'm Caleb Williams, though, I see the last hundred years of quarterback play in the Windy City, and I think, I mean, uh, Justin Fields gonna have success. You know, how am I gonna have success? Are they are the same problems that they're saying about Justin Fields? Are they going to do me as well? I want to go somewhere where I can flourish. I want to go somewhere where I can be put into a system right away and have what's best for me. Unfortunately. Is that possible when you're the number one overall pick? Because it's either going to be Chicago or what, Washington trades up or New England. Like, these teams aren't going to be good for a while. The, 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 the playoffs aren't in their near future. And then if somebody trades up, well, then they're going to be super desperate. And then they're going to even need, like, they're going to demand even more of you. Like the Panthers and Bryce Young. So desperate. And then they were bad because they gave away some of the resources that would have helped Bryce Young. Not saying the Panthers and Bryce Young would have been rookie of the year over C.J. Stroud if he had D.J. Moore, but I'm sure there were times he was throwing to who was on that team? Uh, Jonathan Mingo? LaVisca Chenault? I'm sure he would be like, you know, if he didn't trade D.J. Moore, uh, I would really like to throw to D.J. Moore. 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. Jake is in Alaska. Jake, good to talk to you. Thanks. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the hater train for Williams. <clears throat> I, I guess I just wouldn't be surprised if he's a bust at the end of the day. I mean, it's not like I hope that for the guy, but I watched a lot of West Coast football, watched all the USC, more of a Washington fan, but, like, he never came across as a big leader to me. You know, and I'm not talking about him jumping into the stands and crying with his mom. Like, I don't really have a problem with that. It's just he's pouty, right? It's just like when when has it all ever been about the team? It's always been about him. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that look at that and would agree with you. Um, Jake, thanks for the call. I think there's some stuff with Caleb Williams also and USC in the kind of season that they had where he was asked to do – maybe a lot, uh, whether the offensive line wasn't as good as they would expect. The defense certainly wasn't that great, so they had to get in shootouts a lot. And so there's some things that lead you to think, okay, you know, maybe maybe we're being too hard on Caleb Williams. I just know that here, here's, here's what I know. Here, here's what I know. And I have not watched as much tape as a lot of these guys that are going to tell you stuff. And so I'm not looking to have, like, big, shocking – opinion. I didn't see a lot of Jaden Daniels. Uh, once LSU kind of got bad, I didn't see them as much. I saw a lot of Bo Nix and I liked him. I saw a lot of Michael Penix Jr. And I liked him. I saw a lot of JJ McCarthy. I he barely threw. When I made a point to watch Drake May and Caleb Williams, they struggled. They, they struggled against some better defenses. They struggled. So I don't know that any of these guys are like, surefire prospects I do think the class as a whole has enough quarterbacks in it that a couple of these guys could be very very good what the teams have to determine and have to decide is who are those quarterbacks going to be and also are they going to get in the right system because Caleb Williams 
He could go to the Bears, and it may not work out. But if he got drafted by somebody else, it could totally work out. If Aaron Rodgers didn't get drafted by the Packers, he would have been out of the league a long time ago. He threw weird. He threw, like, above his head. I think he needed some time to sit. I think the same thing maybe with Jordan Love, another Green Bay guy, but also Patrick Mahomes, him going to the Chiefs, perfect. You get in these situations that it's it's not just because you're good. This is the Brock Purdy thing. It's not just because you're good because you're there. You're good because, yes, you're there, but they have things that help make you better. Like, you get the most out of each other. The Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes is good, but he was in a system with a coach that was going to get the most out of him. If he was in Chicago, that may not have happened. If Aaron Rodgers was thrown to the Wolves right away, that may not have happened. So it's really hard because there's a lot of quarterbacks who may have had really good careers that didn't, but we will never see that because they just got drafted to a place that wasn't going to be the best case scenario for them or even a good case scenario for them. Now, there were a lot of other guys, too, that no matter where they would have gone, it probably wouldn't have worked. Uh, uh, Johnny Manziel, you know, I mean, the guy doesn't – he just went out there and played. He didn't pr- barely practice, barely watch tape. But there's a lot of guys that are good. It's just that they don't get into the situation that's going to allow them to then succeed. Tony is in Texas. Hey, Tony. Hey, Bart. Hey, great point about the quarterbacks and, and where you're drafted. I, I remember David Carr. Remember when he got drafted number one by the Texans and just thrown to the Wolves, and the guy never really had a good career. And then I think about your your guy in New York there, Zach Wilson. You know, he goes to New yeah. York. They put him out there, and I don't think he's ever gotten it back mentally. Well, I think he's. I don't think he was good. I think he would have failed any, anywhere. I don't think he was well, good. Maybe so, but I, the Jets did him no help with that offensive line. Right, hey. right. Not a, oh yeah. So Johnny Manziel would probably flame out anywhere. Zach Wilson still had a chance, but not with the Jets. Not with the Jets. Hey, I know you're not a big movie guy besides Marvel, but the 2014 movie Draft Day. I don't know if you ever seen it, but hey, I, I like movies. All right. Well, Kevin Costner and the Browns. Yeah, I like draft day. Yeah, pick. why not? I like draft day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Pa- pancake eating GM. <laughs> yeah, they, they, had, they had his quarterback out of the University of Wisconsin in the movie. Of course, a fictional movie. Bo, Bo Callahan. Callahan. Yeah. Got Caleb Williams vibes. Like that. that oh. like Caleb Williams has got those vibes. Of that like not 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 the greatest leader. Maybe kind of a little self centered. And I've seen Caleb play a couple of times in person, just going to different games, uh, bowl games, and a USC home game. And these wide receivers in the in the Pac-12, and it was against Tulane the other game, they're so wide open, Bart. It's like you can't really evaluate them until they play a good defense. And then, like you said, when they played against a good defense, he struggled. Yeah, what was the game that I'm thinking of? Was it Notre Dame? Yes, yes. Did he have three, three interceptions? Yeah. Well, he only had five on the year, but he had three against Notre Dame. Yeah, they lost 48 to 20. I got real up for that game. And then uh, Williams was 23 or 37, 199 and uh, a touchdown, three picks. And you say, okay, well, what's the big deal about that? Well, that was the most, that was the most like pro type of defense that he was going to play. I mean, yeah, he threw five touchdowns against Nevada and four touchdowns against San Jose right. state and six touchdowns against Colorado, but against some of these better teams. And then as the season went on, as the season went on, Here's his touchdowns per game. 
four five three three six. One against Arizona, one against Notre Dame, zero against Utah, two against Cal, three against Washington, one against Oregon, and one against UCLA. Yeah, he struggled against the good teams. All right, Bart, I know you're up. But there's some rushing touchdowns. Okay, like he can do that too. I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be totally using that as the one determination. If if you're a Bears fan, Bart, and I tell you he's as good as Cam Newton, do you take him? Uh, yeah, I I think you do. Okay, I think Cam Newton's better than Fields, right? He, he he will be better in fields. I think I don't think he'll be a Hall of Famer. I think he'll be good. Uh, well, I'm Charlie sorry, Tony. Clark. What's up with the disrespect for Cam Newton, the guy that went 15 and one in 2016? I'm not going to be disrespectful to him. <laughs> I think he's a very good quarterback. He's just not a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, that's fine. Got a great fashion sense, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. Well, he's not losing in fights. Not losing in fights. Now, right, I would Tony. say Trevor Lawrence is another guy I think of, Bart, when I think of Caleb Williams, these guys that are anointed. And you know I coach AU basketball. I see this a lot. These guys, it's just, they're, so, they're just so on a pedestal. And you know the old expression, Bart, get punched in the face. You know, you take mm-hmm. one punch in the face. I know you're familiar with that expression. And these guys, when they get punched in the face, do they get up? How do they handle adversity? They never lose in high school and college. And now you're going to a losing program, a losing organization. How do you turn that around? It, it takes a lot. Trevor Lawrence, Tony, thanks for the call. Good to talk to you, buddy. He's interesting because that first year, he didn't look that great in the pros, but he got the excuse of Urban Meyer, deservedly so. He's looked better under Doug Peterson, and then they kind of flamed out here this year. Statistically, through his first, like, 40 games, it's like the exact same stats as Daniel Jones. And when I first thought saw that, I was like, oh, whoa, maybe, maybe that's not the case here. It's going to be interesting with Caleb. Um, I, I think it will work out. I, th- I think it will work out. The Bears, the Bears have to take him. But I, th- I think a lot of people look at this and be like, yeah, they have to take him. But they know it won't work out. But they, they, you have to take him just in case it works out. It's very interesting. And we're not getting a lot. We haven't gotten a lot from Caleb Williams since the last time that he played, which was November 18th. They didn't go to the Pac-12 championship. They lost five of the last six games. He didn't play in the bowl game. We didn't see him in any of the senior day stuff. We aren't seeing him here. So, yeah, we have three years of tape on him, but if we're trying to figure out what kind of guy he is now, all that we know is he's been ducking out of interviews. Um, We've got the commercials that he's in. He's in a couple of those. But this was really the first chance we got to, like, hear from him directly. And I don't want to read too much into the few sound clips that he does, but... Uh, a lot of people are, and I, I just got it. It's kind of like, oh, there's a mob going that way. I'll, I guess I'll join them. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. So that Adam guy in Toronto, yeah. he just explained everything that I wanted to explain. He should run for prime minister of Canada because I would move there in a second. Based on one call? It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. CBS Sports Radio, I'm Bart Winkler. David Shepard is here. Marco Belletti, you heard on the updates. I was uh, pumping gas today, and I had somebody come up to me and say, Hey, Bart, love the new 
uh, nighttime hours, but, you know, sometimes I'm asleep. I go, you can catch the show in podcast form on the uh, Odyssey app. And they go, oh, really? What do I do? I go, just download Odyssey, put that app on your phone. You can listen live if you're up at the time. Or you can go back and rewind if you're listening to the the show and want to get to the beginning or somebody's talking and you want a reference point or even just start the podcast at the beginning and listen to the full show on the Odyssey app. That actually did not happen, but you know what did happen today? <laughs> um, I was at the uh, I was at the casino in town today because every week I get like $15 rewards play. And it's close enough to my house, so I went there. And it was like I dropped my kid off at daycare and then I went to the casino. <laughs> okay? And then... Uh, I, I was there for like five minutes. The reward play is so quick. So I was leaving and I heard a guy go Bart, but it was so faint that I thought, I just want to go home. So, and it was faint enough. I ignored him. Normally, if anyone ever says Bart, I'm like, Hey, but I just wasn't having it today. Does that make me a bad person? I just didn't, I just didn't want to, maybe if I was winning money, I would have, uh, you know, turned around. But if you're that guy, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I heard you. I'm sorry about that. 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. Talking Caleb Williams, NFL Combine. Mike is in Birmingham. Hey, Mike. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's up? Hey, so so big Packer fan as well as uh, as you. Uh, but, you know, coming from, the, coming from the SEC, I'm just kind of curious, like, you know, there's so many Heisman winners that have been at the combine. You know, there's so many players at the combine. I've seen, you know, Dallas Turner run outrun Jalen and, uh, and Derrick Henry. Uh, and, and I'm just kind of curious, like, why is this guy here? You know, why are you there? If you're only going to do interviews, if you're only going to say, uh, you know, check out my, my, my replays, check out my games and you can see my, you know, how I, how I play, you know what I mean? What is he doing there then? Yeah, well, it's interesting because he's not he, – so he's not throwing or anything, and he's there to meet face-to-face with teams. And what's interesting about that is he met with the Bears, but he met with, like, eight other teams. But if you think right. you're going to go to the Bears, and if the Bears have the number one pick, yeah, why are you why – you, why, why do we have to talk to all these teams? You're the number one pick. The Bears have the pick. Why, why do you have to be there? So it, it almost is like yeah. – He's like, and and this I'm only thinking this now because of of the call here. But maybe he is in these interviews, being like, the whole point of the interview is to tell these other teams like, come get me or something. I don't know. I, well, that I mean, is interesting because I was going like, to give him accolades. I was going to give him accolades. I say, hey, that's very good for you to show up. But then, if you're such the sure number one pick, then why why do we need to do these interviews? Yeah, if you're you know you're Billy Bad, you know what you know. I mean like. It, the other thing is, like, what is he going to do when, you know, these other guys are in the huddle and they're like, oh, here's the guy who, you know, didn't show up at the combine. You know, he was just, like, taking little interviews and stuff. These guys are working their ass off, you know, at this combine. You know, you see wide receivers running, you know, four threes, four twos. And this guy is back here going, you know what? I'm just not even going to show up today. I'm just going to take your interview. And uh, you guys, you know, take, take my replays from 30 games. Everybody else has played 30 games, dude. Right. Yeah, and I don't mind, Mike. Thanks for the call. I don't mind that if he doesn't want to, like, if he doesn't, I, I don't mind that part. And Marvin Harrison Jr. is a guy that we're not really talking about because he's not there. He's not there. He doesn't need to do the drills. 
Some say he's the number one overall prospect entirely, but he's also not showing up for these interviews. Caleb Williams is supposed to be the number one pick. I, I think we are in the time of the year with these next two months where we are going to overread into everything. And I'm just thinking, like, it's not about the Bears fans at this particular moment. But a lot of those guys in that locker room, when asked, have said they would prefer Justin Fields and don't see why Caleb Williams needs to be there. So I'm not worried if Caleb Williams says something and then a Bears fan thinks, oh, does he not want to play for my team? I'd be more like if I'm a Bear and I keep seeing this Caleb Williams guy not want to be a part of what we're a part of, and then he gets into the huddle. Now, if he's good right away, it's like, oh, wow, this this guy, you know, that'll that'll solve it. We're so far away from football that we're going to maybe overthink and, and overcomplicate some of this. But there just seems to be a perception on Caleb that is it is not as good as maybe it should be. I think that's just where we're at right now. Brian is in Tampa. Brian, what's up? Hey, Bart, how you doing? So hey. the way I see it, uh, I, I think the Bears are going to be forced, you know, basically to take Caleb Williams. Um because he's thought of as this generational talent. And I don't think he is this generational talent because when you talk about generational talent, who's the last one? Well, that was Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence won a national championship as a freshman, took Clemson to another two uh, FBS uh, uh, playoffs, at least. What is the, who was before that? Oh, that was Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck took uh, uh, Stanford, who is never in the top 25, and made them a top 15 team. Uh, before that, who was it? It was John Elway. You know, I just think Caleb Williams is, is I hate to say it, but overrated for where you're going to have to take him. And I think the Bears are going to be forced to take him at that position because everyone drums up about him being this generational talent. And I think, to be honest with you, I think there's about three or four quarterbacks in this draft that could end up being the best quarterback. Now, Caleb Williams is one of them, but I don't think Penix is getting enough looks. The kid lit up no, I don't either. last year. Yeah. Why is he not getting these talks? Because of injury? Because he throws uh, left-handed? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the answer that, to that. It, that is kind of off-putting, and I will understand. Because I look at Tua, and I'm like, man, <laughs> it, it just looks different coming out of his hands. There, but, there was a video, uh, Brian, that somebody showed a video where they just, like, flipped it, and they were showing somebody. And they're like, wow, this is the most pure passer I've ever seen. And then they go, oh, no, you're looking at it wrong. It's, it's Michael Penick's left hand, and they're like, oh, you. <laughs> I mean, it's so yeah. stupid. But. And, and, and that's the sad part is that he's just not getting – everyone's talking about him in the second round. I, I mean, he took Washington. Yes, granted, he does have some great talent at wide receiver and also a first-round left tackle. So he had some talent. But don't tell me Caleb Williams didn't have talent on his team. He came from USC. Uh, uh, they, they, those guys get nothing but five-star recruits. He had yeah, talent a... around him. He couldn't elevate the talent. That's what I'm looking for out of a first overall pick. There's a lot to go around there. Brian, thanks for the call. And, you know, there is there is the Michael Penix in this draft. There is Bo Nix, if you like him. There is J.J. McCarthy. I want to let you chew on this for a few minutes, but I think it's very possible. Shep, to maybe answer the question from last night that wasn't quite posed. I think this could end up being the best quarterback class we've seen in 20 years. We'll talk about that coming up. CBS Sports Radio.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co.